This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Well, hello everyone. This is Massive Late Fees Dumpster Diving, where we go into the horribleness of 70s and 80s television shows. I guess every once in a while we might... the No, I guess the A-Team was definitely 80s. So far we've done 80s and 90s. Maybe one day Mike will... will We'll take a step back to Charlie's Angels or something like that. Probably not. The thing is, it's hard to find those shows. It's hard to find shows from the 70s that are streaming anywhere. Unless they're like, you know, the like prestige shows like All in the Family or something. We watch uh, Beretta, maybe? Or was that 60s? <laughs> no, Beretta, I think Beretta was early 70s, early early to mid-70s, I think. <clears throat> yeah, we oh, could. Man. I don't remember... Which one it is? But did you ever hear the Norm Macdonald story where he's just scr- I think he was on the Jerry Seinfeld comedians and cars getting coffee one. Mm-hmm. Where he's describing watching um whatever. What's the one with the guy with a lollipop? Is that Kojak? Kojak, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've never I've never seen any of those shows. Um, or Mannix, one of those. And he was describing like the guy. There's like a new like detective. Uh, he he repeatedly described as green. And he goes, he goes, oh, uh, this this girl's, uh, let's go ahead and get her home. He goes, yeah, let's go ahead and take her home and uh, get her ready for mom. She's a whore! <laughs> Just the way he said it was hilarious. It was, it's, I'm, it's, I'm like 99% sure it's at least on the Jerry Seinfeld Comedians and Cars getting coffee with Norm. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I remember I remember that one. I was, in, I, used, I was living in Vegas when that came out, actually. I remember... Very specifically, and don't try this at home, kids, but I remember very specifically <clears throat> driving to go get food for my wife. My, the, the kids were asleep. My, my wife and I were getting a, like a late-night snack in Las Vegas, and I, I had it on. I wasn't actually watching. I was just listening to it, but I had it on my phone while I was driving, and I was... <laughs> Like I, I felt like I needed to pull over at one point, even though I wasn't watching it because I was laughing so hard at, at Norm. <laughs> Yeah, there are some really good parts of that one. I, I really enjoy that show in general. But we're not here to talk about good stuff. No, we're here to keep current with Mike. <laughs> we're here. We're here to talk about the the final episode of Alf. I would say it's more of the penultimate episode, Mark. Would you say that? Yeah, I guess that's true because there was that what was it called? Uh Ground control to major elf. I don't remember what it was called. There was a movie that came out in 1996 that tried to resolve the plot line of this of this match. Is like Elf coming home or something, or was that the name of this episode? Uh, I'm sure I'm going, or or I guess I'm gone, so, or I can't remember what it was called. Now I'm just hearing like a uh, an elf centric version of a ground control to major town in my head. <laughs> Just Alf singing about uh, uh, a cat. Can, no, Mac. Yeah. And eating cats. Consider Me Gone. That's that's what it was. That was the name of this episode. The, the 1996 movie was called Project Alf. That's it, yeah. And don't you wish you were like this age in the 80s? Just sometimes you could make some really funny jokes. Like, uh, man, that guy gets more than Alf. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I can't yeah. say the word. It's a... It's a yeah, I guess that is offensive to say, but yes, uh, that that would be a hilarious unless joke. Of, unless it's in the heat of passion. <laughs> yeah, I really wish that if there was if there were reasons to of all the reasons to go back in time, that is probably the best the best one, so that I can make puns about Elf. 
Well, you're the person who said that if you could ha- go back in time to any era, it would be to see uh, Van Halen with David Lee Roth. That's true. I did say that. It wasn't. It wasn't kill Hitler. <laughs> he didn't want to stop 9-11. David Lee Roth. I feel like if I tried to kill Hitler, like Norm Macdonald, maybe I'd get mesmerized by him. This guy's making a lot of sense. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> Stalin killed more. Um, so... Okay. Okay, Adam, you get... <laughs> but anyway, so oh my the, God. Yeah. to derail this even further, okay. Uh, there's this, there's a, on the episode of uh, Norm McDonald Live. Oh, by the way, Norm, I guess, is coming out with another YouTube show in January. He's saying, Oh, thank God. So I think the Netflix, I mean, after he had his, you know, quote unquote controversy, they just like dropped him all together. I don't think the show's on there anymore or anything. I know it's it kind sucks. of messed up because it was like a huge anticipation. He took all his Norm McDonald Lives off of YouTube, and then bam, there we are. Yeah, and those shows were gold on Norm Macdonald Live. Yeah, they were really good. I completely lost train of thought, and I have no idea what I was talking about. He's going to have a show back in January and coming back, he said. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, I think that was a tangent off the original tangent. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's tangents upon tangents. Yeah, when I listen to this uh, later, I'll, I'll, I'll hopefully remember what I was going to say. Well, just shout it at your phone and... I mean, that counts. <laughs> that counts as bringing it up. Yeah, that's true. Just text me what it was when, when you're listening to it. Oh, yeah, I was going to talk about this. And then I'll be like, oh, it would have been funny. That would have been gold. That's what happens. That's why the shows aren't that good, people, because all the, all the gold happens off air. <laughs> Mike and I listen back, and then we, talk, we go back and forth for about an hour and a half, like, oh, we should have said this, should have said this. <laughs> Yeah, it's a shame, Quinn Brinkley. Yeah, but maybe that, that'll be a Patreon. You guys can uh, have access to, to our phones. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll, just, we'll just edit it so it's funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so th- this episode opens up with with Alf deciding that he has figured out the, the way to make money. He's got a racing form in one hand. And he's trying to contract, contact Australia on the CB or, or whatever. The, uh, the shortwave radio kind of thing. You know, the thing yeah. you, I've only ever seen in TV slash movies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think maybe he's, he's trying to talk to a dead, uh, a dead family member on it. or that's, that's what happens in all those movies. Yeah, that's true. Um, I guess in real life, though, there's this one station that you can get that's like a, uh, a weird like Russian like intelligence like agency type thing. It'll just randomly like read like numbers and like Cyrillic, you know, like every so. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> so I mean, that does kind of that sort of uh, ties into what happens in in this episode. I mean, not with Russians, not, but not, yeah, not really. But yeah, it, so so else on the short wave. Yeah, and he's trying to contact Australia because it's the next day in Australia and he wants someone to look at tomorrow's LA times and tell him who's going to win the race so that he can yeah, win. He's got, he's got a racing form in his hand. So he, he feels like he, I mean, obviously it's a joke about how dumb he is or he doesn't understand. Willie tries to explain Willie. That's the most half ass half ass explanation ever. Willie tries to explain to him for a second and then just gives up. He's like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, either Willie like has like the patience of a uh, toddler, or he just thinks uh, Alf, uh, this uh, 
First of all, why do they call him Elf? They know his name. It's Gordon Shumway. Yeah, I know. And the, and the thing is, is his name is is American sounding. Yeah. It's Actually, sort of, I have a theory about this. I have a theory that the name Gordon is a very Canadian name. I wonder if there's Canadians involved here. Huh. Gordon does seem like a really Canadian name. Gordon Lightfoot was Canadian. Yep. Gordon Downey of the uh, Tragically Hip. That's correct. Uh, Tom Green in the movie Freddy Got Fingered named his character Gordon. True. Or they call him Gord. I, I don't think I've ever heard an American named Gordon or Gordy. I can't Gordy even. Gordy Howe obviously is a great yeah, Canadian. Yeah, he was Canadian. Player. Correct. Yeah, I can't think of a I can't think of a single American named Gordy either. Huh. Well, yeah, okay, Gordon, we we got uh Gordon uh Shumway. Yeah, Canadian. And uh, like you said, yeah. good theory about uh Canadians being involved, but but yeah, it's weird that they don't that they call him Alf. It's like a it's like a slur. It's, it's 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 really it's really odd. It's like hey, it's like them calling them new guy for four years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it would be like if the if the show New Girl, they just called her New Girl the entire time, instead of her name, whatever it was. Zoe Deschanel. So Maybe they do that. I've never seen such a show. It's probably uh, butterfly, flower, petal, child. I don't know. She's one of those dream pixie girls, you know. What? That's a what. Did man, I just step into a uh, James Elroy novel uh, real quick here? <laughs> it's you know they call them. Uh, She's man- a whore. <laughs> <laughs> is that where this is going? <laughs> you know they call them ma- man- manic pixie dream girls or whatever. Uh, oh, you know what's funny is I thought you were talking about the show Mannix because we were talking about detective shows. <laughs> I'm like, Mannix? What the hell are we talking about here? <laughs> Mannix, who was that again? I, it's, uh, damn it, I wish I could remember his name. The guy that played, that was Mannix. I don't know. It wasn't, um, it wasn't the guy whose head got cut off. <laughs> Vic Morrow. Jeez, it, it could have been. He was, on com- he was on combat. That was the show my, uh, I'm Mike Connors. Yeah, that was his name, Mike Connors. But Vic Morrow should have tried out uh, even fake combat, apparently. Yeah, I guess so. But rest, rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace, and the two children that you were holding. Um, so, yeah, them too. So anyway, even though they weren't famous, so. Um, oh, they were after. Yeah, that's true. They Not were. That the, I know either of their names. They were the subject of a hell of a trial. Uh, but anyway, so look into Vic Morrow if you want to, and Jennifer Jason Lee. That's his daughter. Uh, and Is the, it really? Yeah. Oh, that's weird. But anyway, so where were, where were we? Oh, we were at the very beginning of the episode. These fucking Canadians. Right. So, and By the way, so far I've looked into it, not a single Canadian involved. Interesting. Huh. I, what's the name of that guy that, that, that did the... He was Alf and he like created the show. Oh, that guy is insane. Uh, Paul Fusco. Yeah. Fusco, F-U-S-C-O. He's, yeah. he's American. Oh, okay. Italian, um, sounds but, like. Yeah, it could be. Um, but yeah, he is... Uh, we, we need to preface this a little bit because I'm sure anybody who's our age, uh, we're in our late 30s, early 40s, mm-hmm. um, has seen Elf. They're familiar with it. But for those who aren't, this is a puppeteer named Paul Fusco. Yeah. It's basically like found, like he had a bunch of puppets lying around. He's like, oh, that one looks like an alien. And if you actually saw Elf, you would realize he doesn't look like an alien at all. I don't understand what he looks like, but he looks like a Muppet, if anything. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it's this, it's this really 
oddly popular sitcom. It was, you know, for like, they had like, it was funny, they actually only had 99 episodes, so maybe that's why it's not syndicated. Yeah, that's true. Which is like 100, you know, 100 is like the magic number, and they only get to 99 for some reason. Yep. Um, but I don't think this show is ever syndicated, as far as I know. Like, it's weird. There are a lot of shows that just came out, and like, they never, like, yeah, we don't need reruns of that. This was kind of one. Yeah, I've this never, like, I've never seen it in reruns. It's like the most quintessential, like, movie or not movie a tv show of the 80s um you know it's like it's like, it's just so odd like the the the, the writing is terrible mm-hmm. um the acting is very bad yep the directing i think the directing is good the only reason because it's good is because there were deadly traps all throughout the set right every peer on camera he had to appear through like a you know a trap door kind of thing and these things weren't properly secure people were just like falling in them all the time it was ridiculous yeah, it was OSHA didn't exist back then, so it's like it would be a nightmare uh, now. Like for yeah, especially there were like two child actors on the set. Yep. Yeah, basically in the eighties, almost every show that came out was either a really well written. I mean, any show that came out that lasted for a while was a well written family sitcom or a family sitcom with a gimmick. <laughs> like it's small wonder it's a family sitcom. But one of the kids is a robot or elf. It's a family sitcom. I, I, but imagine, these the, I imagine these were the exact pitches they, they got to uh, get this show. Oh, I mean, for it sure. Was just like, the, the whole show is about this uh, alien guy who's a puppet and he being hilarious. And he's not even funny. And mm-hmm. I think we mentioned this a couple weeks ago. Um, there was a show I was watching. It was Charles in Charge. That was the cult episode that we that I accidentally watched half of. Yeah, like the laughter is obviously not like you know pre-recorded, and it's like they're just like fucking dying, and that's how it is in Elf. Like he doesn't say a single funny fucking thing in the entire thing. Yeah, I was. So I don't understand if humor was different in the eighties, and I've just forgot, or if they're gassing this these these audiences, or what. Or if they went to the moron factory again. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing is when you when you drive around West Hollywood and you're you're like, hey, you want to go see Elf? You know, like oh. you pull up to a group of tourists and say you want to you want to go see Elf. Anyone that gets in your van is basically an idiot. So, so you were uh, cruising West Hollywood, is that what you're saying? Oh, all the time. Me and Madonna. Nice. She likes picking yeah. up young boys. So do yeah. I. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I hope you cut that out and send it to me. <laughs> but anyway, so but yeah, so uh, so it's just it's a terrible show to begin with. Mm-hmm. And then um, what I, the only thing that the show gets right is that the mother and the daughter kind of look alike. Like I could see them as being an actual mother and daughter. They do, yeah, they do a little bit. But the daughter kind of looks like Justine Bateman, so she's like the most generic like '80s like uh, yes. older sister character. Yep, and she used to have braces, and then her braces came off. I don't remember that. I guess the show was only on for four years, so mm-hmm. I, I mean, it was kind of weird. Um, the boy, I don't remember Brian. That's his name, Brian. And Elf like spawned like a huge industry. There were comic books. Uh, there was like a cartoon show. Um, I believe it. Aired, I believe. Like, I believe it that the cartoon show aired right after the Donnie Darko and Friends cartoon show. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Um, but yeah, there. I remember I had a comic at some point, and they're just like it was very odd how how expansive the Alpha uh, universe was. Mm-hmm. Much more complicated than the Marvel universe, and probably better written as well. <laughs> but it was it was like a huge. It was weird how popular it got. There were there were toys at uh, Pizza Hut and and stuff like that. Like little, I remember going to Pizza Hut and 
for there was a, a time when the pizza companies, for whatever reason, were trying to compete with McDonald's and things like that, so they'd have toys when you got a certain amount of pizzas, or if it was like a family meal or something like that. And they were give they gave away little elf like puppets, basically. And I remember I had a couple of them, and I was so I was so like I loved them. After that cold open of uh, of him trying to get uh, you know the Australians, they. Um, a a code starts coming through and he's all shocked and and Max writes uh <laughs> the we've talked about him before and his yeah. and his exploits <laughs> but uh he's like what's that you know and uh maybe he maybe he thought that it was the sound of uh of the crackle of uh, of uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I was gonna say of the bad crinkling as someone pulls out the rock, but you got me better than that. But anyway, so he's like, "What's that?" And he's like, do I hear the roar of a butane lighter on your elf? <laughs> is that a is that a uh, what's that off screen? Is that a is that a black man and a uh, and a white man uh, taking off their shirts? You could say at least you could say that Max Wright is not a racist. Correct. He has equal opportunity. Uh, see, it's funny because I I really don't see that he did anything wrong there. I mean, I personally wouldn't uh, smoke a bunch of crack. Correct. And uh, you know, I personally wouldn't have a all male multicultural threesome. <laughs> but I mean, if that's what I mean, who's he bothering in this case? That's I, what I'm asking. Honestly, I totally agree. I don't think that I don't think that it's a good idea to smoke crack because just because of the harm that it can do to your body although, yeah, I, although I, I don't know a lot of that is propaganda i mean if you if you see the the material people give out and saying what people who smoke mm-hmm. marijuana do they run people over and drive throughs and shit I mean, right. if that's clearly if that's clearly fake then what can you say about all the other misinformation we've been well that's the thing too is i was talking to when i used to work at a casino i worked with several uh black people uh, because the the casino was mandated to, and I think they probably just wanted to as well, although, you know, who knows with the owners of the casinos if they would have or not. But they were mandated to hire a certain amount from the city, the city of Detroit, and which was great because, it you know, it helped employ some people. It was definitely a good job. So I worked with a, a lot of black people there who grew up in the city. And, you know, during the, the 80s and, and like the late 80s, early 90s when we grew up, unfortunately, there was, you know, a pretty bad crack problem in the city. And I remember talking to uh, one of the women that I worked with, and she's like, you know, I'm starting to think that uh, crack is some sort of like human preservative because like I'll go I'll go back to the old neighborhood sometime. And those same crackheads are still out there. They look the same. It's like, how Jeez. have you not died 25 years later and you're still smoking Great. crack? And I'm like, yeah, that's an interesting point. See, it's it's probably not, it, I mean, it's probably not more lethal than like regular cocaine or anything. Right. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's not. And there's like additional penalties, which if you buy the, if you get the same amount of drug, like if it's in a crack rock form, you get like more years on your sentence in some places, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing's ridiculous. I, Mike and I are both. Uh, so I think I, I think I can speak for you. M- Mike and I are pretty firmly in the camp of you know drugs being being legal, and you know the, if people have problems, if people have addiction problems, they should be able to get help, of course. But there's no reason if someone isn't 
if you decriminalize it and people aren't, you know, robbing somebody or, you know, if they're not committing another crime in the hopes of getting money to procure, procure their drug, which they, they wouldn't, they, the incidence of that would be much less if the drugs were decriminalized. Uh, but if they're not doing that, if they're just doing drugs in the privacy of their own home, who cares? You know, it's not hurting anyone else. Yeah, don't be dumb. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, anyways, uh, Max Raid's looking at Alf. He probably wonders what I was wondering. Uh, what kind of a dumbass is Alf? I mean, he flies on a spaceship, but he doesn't know about the international dateline. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't understand. He understands the concept of interstellar travel, but not the concept of relativity of time. I mean, are all the planets in his uh, system like square? I, I don't understand that. <laughs> exactly. But but then he immediately is able to like uh, you know decrypt code like you know off the top of his head even though he he's, he thinks he he thinks he could he thinks Australia's in the future I guess or the past <laughs> yeah I don't know. exactly but yeah so I, he thinks we're in the future yeah they so this code comes through and he says it's a Melmachian code and it sounds just like regular old Morse code to me yeah. But anyway, so he says, you know, it's it's his friends. I guess we've met these friends in other episodes. I'm guessing. I don't really remember. I don't know. But I'm they gonna... have really like goofy names. They all have like perfect like English or Canadian names. Yeah. Gordon, wasn't it like Bob and Sheila or something like that? Yeah, I think it was Sheila and and Rick Moranis or something. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but anyway, so they they say that they're coming back to pick him up. They bought a new planet, and they want him to to come there. So the one th- joke that he makes that I would consider I mean, actually he does make a he does make several jokes. They're not good, like Mike said. None of them are funny, but there are several attempts at you know actually traditionally structured jokes. But the the rest of the family comes in and and they say, "How can you just buy a planet?" And he says that uh, oh that you know they got a good deal. It was on a foreclosure, so the their planet was getting foreclosed. Whatever, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Although, you know, it makes me wonder. Like, I guess, I guess there were, you know, obviously there were a lot more foreclosures after the the housing crisis. But I guess there still were enough foreclosures for that joke to fly in the in the eighties to play to middle America. I guess. But so, the the thing is the, and it's funny because. This episode, I mean, it's dumb, but it kind of flew by, or it seemed like it flew by. Like, not yeah, a lot. It really did. Not a lot seemed to happen in the episode, and it, there was like almost no weight to. I guess maybe because we knew what the outcome was going to be, but there was almost no weight to is he going to go or is he going to stay, and it seemed to go really quick because it's just like okay, I've got to decide if I'm going to go or stay, and the mom is very excited for him to leave after four. Years. Yeah, the mom seemed. I, I don't remember this watching it, but the mom just fucking hates Elf. Oh, absolutely. I think maybe that's her cat. See, I think Elf is a really a complicated metaphor for some issue that Willie's having. Yeah, yeah. It's it's something with their. It's something going on with their marriage. It's like uh, like Elf. Elf hates cats. I hate cats. Yeah. <laughs> if you catch my drift. <laughs> But it, but we know that Max Wright doesn't like to eat cats. Uh, no. Uh, he's... Oh, by the way, uh, my wife has probably been screaming at the radio. And by radio, I mean <laughs> YouTube clip. Right. For the past 30 minutes, Gordon Gano of the Violent Femmes is American. I'm 99% sure. So we have a Gordon. 
Oh, oh, ooh. All right. Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward. We've got player. we've got a Gordon. In case you're wondering, I am looking at a list of people named Gordon, and there are very few from the United <laughs> States. It's a very Canadian name. Even if it's not universal, it's very Canadian. It's like a Lannis. It's, it's, it, they think it originates in Scotland or Ireland, so that probably explains you know why, because you know a lot of Canadians have that kind of ancestry. Mm. Yeah. That and a white bread. You think Canadian? I think Canadians might be the whitest people possible. What do you think? Ooh, interesting. So I think, or, or it's either that, or obviously Scandinavia. That's the. Uh, no, I was gonna say though, that's who who they'd be challenging is the Scandinavians. Or I guess I guess Britain too, but Britain kind of like us has a lot of like uh, you know like a bunch of shit culture. You know, the thing is, is I think Scandinavians. They're almost like a like they're like aliens. Yeah, like elf. Exactly. They're almost not even white because they're they're so, like they're so different. You know, they eat uh, the loot fish and that shit like that. Yeah, it, they do so little and contribute so little to the world, but just reap so many of its benefits. It's just <laughs> maddening if you ask me. And we, I mean, there are wealthy, there are wealthy countries that are able to, you know, take uh, advantage of this technology and medical breakthroughs and stuff, and widely apply them to their small cultures. But I mean, what did they, what did they invent? Those big giant dogs that die in five years? Thanks. Snowshoes, maybe? I don't know. Probably Canadians. No, actually, I think uh, Native Americans invented snowshoes. Oh, good for them. <laughs> you know, unlike uh, those people over in Norway who invented. Uh, glaciers? <laughs> what did they admit? Uh, yeah, well, big shout out to uh, our friends in the Netherlands that are the last, uh, the last uh, respite against uh, Scandinavians pouring all over Europe. See, the Netherlands, that's, that's really a country that's got it all right. You know, yep. a lot of people ride bikes. Exactly. They have license, you know, able to use, you know, like, I think it's just like marijuana and hash. Right? Mm-hmm. You know? They realize that adults are going to do this, and it's relatively harmless. They have a red light district. Yep. Um, Dutch. They invented Dutch doors. Dutch is a cool nickname, you know? Like, if someone calls you Dutch, like, yeah, that guy's all right. Dutch apple pie. You know who was nicknamed uh, Dutch? Elmore Leonard. That's true. Oh, so what happened with Al? (laughs) Um, He wouldn't catch some fucker named Gordon, uh, you know, with that nickname Dutch. (laughs) So yeah, I think the problem with this episode is I don't really care at all what's happening here. I don't <laughs> think anybody does. I don't think the writers care, the actors care. It's like the least like frightened like the, the signal gets intercepted by like an American intelligence. Mm-hmm. I think that's an ongoing thing in the show. Like they're almost like a shit version of Decker from the A team, where they just kinda like occasionally show up like, Oh, I think I see an alien. Yep. That one like, hey, that alien looks like a hot guy. <laughs> exactly. That one guy was on Seinfeld uh later. Uh, he was. Yeah, I recognize someone. Maybe that was. I don't know. He was. He was Elaine's boss. Her at Pendant Publishing. Oh, okay. He's um, the one that I got sick and wouldn't shake hands with the Japanese uh, investors, and then blew the deal. By the way, is that? The... I am not a Seinfeld fan at all. I have no idea if you're talking about real life or the show. Is that? Is that the most? cliched thing from the late 80s and 90s is your job is to impress Japanese investors. (laughs) (laughs) No, I remember a lot of it. Oh, no, the boss is coming over for dinner. Yeah. Imagine like in this modern age, like, oh, hey, you're my manager. Why don't you come over for dinner? (laughs) 
Be like, what, what the, the fuck's fuck? wrong with you? You're oh, you're fired. That's sexual harassment. <laughs> why would I? Why would I ever want to see you outside of work? Uh, I see you inside work. No but, one wants to see anybody they work with. So Alf decides that he's gonna go. They have a dinner where they give him a bunch of shit. <laughs> the girl gives him a necklace uh, with with. What is it, Elvis Presley and Mary Tyler Moore from a movie? <laughs> I don't really understand. Yeah, it doesn't make much sense to me. Then they give him a, a piece of of the garage that he destroyed when he got there. This was not supposed to be the last episode of the show. Yeah, that's a big part of this. Uh, it was like they thought they would be picked up for another season. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some joke in, <coughs> pardon me, joke in there I don't quite get. When he's like, oh, look, a stick. Does Al fetch sticks or something? I, I don't really understand. Because there's a, a laugh there. I don't understand why. Yeah. I think I'm missing something. <laughs> I don't get it either. Did they treat him like a enough. dog at it's, some point? I don't know. He looks like the cross between a mutt and an anteater. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he definitely looks like an anteater. Uh, but anyway, so he uh, so he decides to go. They're gonna they're gonna meet at midnight. The alien task force finally decodes Morse code and figures out what's happening. They, they figure out what it took some moron to figure out in five seconds. Exactly. What kind of accomplishment is that? Elf's not smart. Oh, by the way, so he says that now he says they're gonna repopulate or they're gonna like make a new Melmac, basically, right? So I'm guessing that his home was destroyed at some point, like Superman. Uh, that w- I, I think so, yeah. So, it's two people. A girl, a guy, and him. They're definitely going to have a three-way then, right? I mean, that's that's how they're going to repopulate this planet. That's that's not the best configuration for that, I don't think. No, not at all. Maybe the worst Maybe. configuration. <laughs> well, I can think of one that's not sure. <laughs> that's true. I mean, Max, Max Wright uh, certainly wouldn't call uh, that the worst. <laughs> But he's not called Max wrong. <laughs> exactly. But uh but yeah, so so and then the other thing was is it's like the worst high five ever on film. The two two of the guys are like, hey, we figured it out, and then they high five each other. Yeah, I don't wonder this this whole like angle was just really dumb. Like mm-hmm. the whole you know, CIA or Al Force uh G Gordon Liddy. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I don't. They were, they were really. This whole episode was very. I think the whole show must have been this bad. I don't remember it being this bad. It was a very bad episode. It was really bad. I understand why it was canceled. Like, I, I took even though I knew this was like a really it ends in a really like fucked up way because it's like a family like wacky show. Because eventually they like kind of like you know they they entrap Alf. I don't remember. There's something happens between that. I don't really care though. I mean, it, it's it's not a good show. Yeah, it took a huge effort to pay any attention to this because it was so. Yeah, exactly. But as they drive him out there, his friends show up, the the alien task force shows up, and then I guess they see them, and instead of, like, dropping down a lifeline or beaming him up or whatever the hell they do, they just fuck off. They're just like, well, fuck you, Elf. And they just leave. And these... Wouldn't wouldn't it be great if they had just, like, killed the police? Like, like, just for this show, it's like such a dark (laughs) twist. <laughs> and Alf just goes, "That's what I think of you people." And he gets in, and they fly away. Yeah, so that, I think if they did like that, that would be the 
best episode of Elf. That would have been the best ending ever. But yeah, so they, they just leave, and then these guys uh, go around uh, surrounding Elf. Elf tries to ask him about the Lakers. They, they just, they don't say anything. They just stare at him. It's so weird. And then the episode ends on a, on a cliffhanger, and then they never made another episode of the show again. And then in 1996, they made a horrible movie where the Tanners didn't exist, but they shipped them off to Iceland. So they knew. They, the creators of the show knew. Paul Fusco or whatever knew that Scandinavia was a hellhole because they shipped them <laughs> off there. That's how much you hated them. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of right. Do you need anybody else but Alf in the show? No. No, I mean, not. I mean, he was the star, clearly. Yeah, it's. I'm, I was shocked that his, like, the guy, I think the Paul Fusco guy, I was shocked he or Alf weren't billed. Like, at the beginning in the credits, I was waiting for it, but it never, like, said, and Alf is Alf, you know, mm-hmm. or something like that. Which I think if I had to bet on it, I would bet that he would have put Alf as Alf because he's a fucking weirdo. Yeah, absolutely. Really, like, some of the stories you told me about him just really messed up. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's odd. But that is our episode for the day. Uh, you know, follow us uh, on social media, Massive Late Fee, everywhere you can find it. Uh, come back next week for more dumpster diving. Tell some friends about the show. You want to say I, anything, I, Mike? I heard they got killed. A, I heard they got killed a prostitute. <laughs> Paul Fusco. Oh, no, I know. this is some other guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just an unrelated guy. Yeah, I, I, I mistook it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have nothing to say. See you next time. All right, bye.